You're listening to A Mighty Love, the podcast for honest and witty love wisdom. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the podcast. First, before I introduce my new co-host, which, surprise, I have a new co-host, um, I wanted to talk about the rebrand. If you are listening to this as of today, you might be thinking, wait, I thought this was called the Dalvin Difference Podcast. I thought the website was called the Dalvin Difference. So, really quick update. In about September, October, uh, I rebranded uh, the Dalvin Difference Podcast and website to A Mighty Love. Uh, and the reason behind the rebrand was uh, just a natural maturing. You know, I started the brand five years ago in 2013, and I was at a very different point in my life. I was dating, um, I was single, I was um, really in a very different mindset uh, for both of those things. Uh, and as, a, as I've grown and gotten to my 30s, my early 30s, I realized that we really should, I really should focus less on putting on an air of indifference and focus, in, focus more on the things I love and the things I love sharing with all of you guys. So I rebranded. Um, I hope you guys like the branding. I like the, the red. It's a very special red to me. Part of that rebrand is also taking a break, taking a hiatus from the podcast and relaunching. And I have a new co-host. Um, don't worry. If you are an avid listener, uh, my brother is still alive and still around. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, he's, he's a busy father, um, and he's relocated to another part of the country. And, you know, just our schedules conflicted a little bit, but I still love him. Uh, Delaney, if you're listening, love you, miss you, can't wait to see you again. Um, you're still the worst, uh, but I still love you. Uh, so, with all of that out of the way, let me introduce you to my new co-host, who you may recognize from several episodes of the podcast two two mm-hmm. no it was three we split one. Oh yes three yes yes you may recognize her from the internet yeah i'm on the internet uh she is at polygal seeks on twitter um so yeah please introduce yourself yeah hi you i'm at polygal seeks as demetrius mentioned i've been a guest once and i have co-hosted a double episode once and um I have been excited about doing a podcast for a while. I love them. I listen to them all the time. And I sort of jumped at the opportunity to come on board. Um, I'm a mom. I'm married. And I'm polyamorous, which means I love more than one person. And we can get into a little bit more of that. Or you can just listen to the episode where I explain that in detail either way. Um, but I really like the rebrand of A Mighty Love. Um, poly people are all about how love is limitless and there's more than enough to go around. So I feel like this new theme actually really speaks to me and where I am in my life and in my heart. So I'm excited to be a part of this. Just so you know, there's a membership fee now. No, I'm kidding. Oh, shit. Yeah. Nope. Wait, do already... I have to pay it? No. I have no. to go. <laughs> well, we got to make money. Oh. We got to make money somehow. Right. These podcasts don't pay for them. Well, we'll do one of those like goop where we like have the getaway where people have to pay ten thousand dollars to like spend oh. a weekend with oh, like get, a like... fire festival yes we should oh, have a fire festival gosh. and we'll tell everyone it's like super high-end and classy and then bring like carl's jr and um sleeping bags that would actually i'm all in favor of that mm-hmm. what we're gonna do is 
we're gonna go to like one of those random islands that sits in the Hudson. Yeah. Like not Randall's Island, not Ward's Island, but like North one of those Brother ones. Island. Yeah, yeah, one of the ones that has like a you know mental a closed mental mm-hmm. institution. Like Maybe Broad place... City. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or what about uh where Typhoid Mary was? Oh yeah, any of these would be great. We're gonna host a festival there. Mm-hmm. Admission price is a solid thousand dollars per person. Yeah. You are guaranteed to meet an Instagram influencer of varying notoriety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's going to be people from, you know, wearing Fashion Nova. Shout out to everyone who bought Fashion Nova from Instagram. You're stupid. Don't do that. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's how we're going to hustle everyone for money. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to bring in some vendors. Like, um, I'll knit a bunch of weird things that you don't even know what they are, but you should yeah. attach them to your bag because they cost $3,000. A cat yarmulke. Why not? Sure. Who doesn't have one? I do. You've met my cat. Uh, your cat does seem Jewish. <laughs> and I mean that in the best way. <laughs> I don't know what that means, actually. He's a mensch. Yeah. You know, he's a mensch. He's a good boy. Yeah. He's a very kid. good boy. Very good kitty. Number one good boy of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I miss podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> We've already gone off the rails. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I should remember beer second uh, podcast first, but... I, you know what I watched? The no. video of Tony Robbins... Oh, God. Uh, oh, no. Where he's like, hey, let me tell you this anecdote where both my friend and also me now sound really bad. I'm going to mm. say this in front of thousands of people. It's it's amazing. It's like, do they have a stroke or are they just so fucking out of touch they don't realize how bad they look? Or I, It's mind-boggling. You know, I, th- it, it, I think it comes down to when you tell that story in a room and everyone's like, yeah. I agree with your viewpoint. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, the internet side. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It just goes to show you what happens when, like, the internet at large sees something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it. this has nothing to do with the topic of the episode, but no, I've been but, thinking about this a yeah. lot for, like, a week. And I think that people should really learn to take value in the court of public opinion. Mm, yeah. Where, like, if you are doing something and uh, your friends see it and they're cool with it, but you then are exposed to, like, random people on the internet or, mm-hmm. say, like, a company where you're, you know, engaged with. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're like, this is bad. Maybe just, like, really consider that you're maybe wrong. Like, maybe just a little bit wrong. <laughs> like, it's possible. Sometimes people are wrong. It's possible. It's just, like, just don't be loud and wrong. You know, yeah, if you're gonna be wrong, at least like do it quietly and thoughtfully. <laughs> yeah, or if you if you still think you're right when the whole world is telling you you're wrong, except for like one or two people, um, maybe just consider. Even if you feel like you're right, maybe just consider like, I might not be wrong. I don't think I'm wrong, but I'm not considering people's opinions on this. Like, it's yeah. one thing for you to be like, I think that you know puppies are great, and people are like puppies are stupid. You're not going to disagree with I mean, puppies mm-hmm. are great. They're wonderful. Puppies are pretty good. But you got to ask yourself, why are people so, like, so aggressively telling me that puppies aren't that great or whatever? Yeah. Um, like, what's going on? Maybe there are other things that I should be thinking about. Yeah. To contextualize know, my abstract, like, just general <laughs> acceptance of puppies. Yeah. I was thinking about how um, Sarah Silverman was talking about how, like, comedians will get to this point where they'll tell a joke and, like, they'll, you know, be doing, especially, like, you know, earlier in your career, you do a lot of, like, touring of colleges and stuff. We yeah. do, like, a lot of, like, crappy shows. Like, they show this a lot in the 
Sleepwalk With Me movie of like Mark Birbiglia going, Mike Birbiglia going around to like tiny little towns and doing yeah. these crappy shows. And so these comedians will do these crappy college shows and like, you know, college kids are the ones who are going to be the most vocal and like aware of like new social norms about what is and is not appropriate to say in yeah. public anymore. Yeah. Not all colleges equally so, like maybe not like Bob's Bible College, but like... You know, so comedians will get called out on saying something that's, like, not appropriate yeah. anymore, or maybe never was, but certainly people are vocal about it now, and a lot of them will, like, lock in, and they'll be like, no, PC culture is horrible, it's ruining, this yeah. is comedy, can't you take a joke, and Sarah Silverman has this point of view where she's like, no, they're always right, and you always end up looking like the asshole. Like, it's if funny. they tell you that, that the joke Sarah isn't Silverman funny, I know, <laughs> someone who's so fucking offensive, but she's not, she's actually not... That kind of offensive usually. Uh, not anymore. Like not, she sort of like made her. She's she's gotten better. On that first, yeah. yeah, and I think so. She's like, yeah, the the college kid is always right, and you're just gonna wind up looking like the asshole. So, yeah, like that's a good point. So it's sort of like you know when even if you don't like it, like you're gonna look bad eventually. Yeah. So you might yeah. as well just give up. I think that's one of those things where. Um, there's some things that I still, like, learn and struggle with, or not struggle mm-hmm. so much as, like, you know, it's a new v- viewpoint for me. Like, the insults that you would hear on the playground. Oh, gosh. Then, if, if, if a kid yeah. was, like, five years old in 1990, what his friends would insult him by saying is very different from what a kid's going to say now. Right. And if you personally feel like it's not a big deal, but other people are saying this is a big deal, mm-hmm. you can personally say, I don't think it's a big deal but you do. So, so maybe I should consider that. Like, just, just be... Yeah, it was actually a thing. Um, my husband grew up in the Midwest, and when he went to college in California, um, he wasn't the biggest proponent of this phrase, but he and a lot of other people from the Midwest figured out real quick that that's so gay is not... Yeah, not, not okay. cool. Yeah. Not a good insult. Not cool um, at all. Even if you have the most benign like, yeah it's still yeah. or like there's an episode of the office when michael's like when i was a kid that's so gay just meant you were like bad at sports yeah um but yeah like learning how to like take stuff out of your lexicon is hard but probably worth doing yeah i um i just had a friend who uh just gave birth mm. and um that's so gay she uh with like the you know the baby's born is how big the baby is uh did not use a gendered pronoun Mm. and i was like that's cool but there's a part of me that's like i just i wanted to know if it was a boy or girl they Uh are adorable Uh um whatever gender they ascribe to as they age but that's the thing that I know that, like, I need to learn. So, well, and, you know, like, don't assign okay. gender to your child based on their genitals. That's weird. You, nobody talks about genitals for adults. No. Yeah. Or you yeah. shouldn't talk about genitals. But. It is very difficult to avoid. When my kiddo was little, it's like, you know, I wanted, like, clothes that were, like, pretty neutral. Like, I have a boy, and I thought, you know, like, well, if later I have a kid and a girl, maybe there's some clothes that they would yeah. be able to wear. I don't know. And then, um... Very difficult to buy neutral clothes. Like, uh, yeah, it's very tricky. especially young. Yeah, especially babies. Like, it's like you know, you can't even buy like a bib where it's not like lock up your daughters. We were talking about the topic, and mm-hmm. um, I thought it was really interesting. So I would love it if you uh, framed it. So there's two things about dating where we can be sort of either 
not aware at all and like blaming our dating troubles on like external factors or like other people or we can be almost like too hyper aware and like blaming all our dating troubles on ourselves and like part of this is I think like like the human brain is designed to like look for and extract patterns so we'll like we will look for and find patterns in anything including things that definitely don't have patterns and don't matter and like it's very easy to apply this to dating and to get super frustrated and feel like oh like the thing the problem that I have is that I keep dating guys who played the guitar in middle school and like if I just stop meeting guys like that then I will meet the one and the big problem that they all have in common is that they all play the guitar in middle school and it's like maybe that's not it but um and on the, on the other hand you can also get into this sort of mindset where like you can be very self-critical of like the mechanism by which you choose or like mistakes that you make or like the ways in which you think you date and you need to have lots of rules but you can also, like, completely blame other people. And either way, you're not, like, thinking introspectively about, like, am I doing things that are causing problems in the relationship? Like, maybe I need to do something about myself. Or, ultimately, do you just have, like, bad luck? Because, like, bad luck exists. Sometimes it's hard to meet the right person for reasons that have nothing to do with whether you Skype three days before you meet for a coffee date for one hour and 25 minutes or whatever it is your rules are. You know, yeah. like... You, it, it dating is hard and sometimes it takes a really long time to meet someone who's a good match for you and has nothing to do with anything yeah so how do you know how do you know if you're looking for patterns or there aren't any maybe you need to do some work or maybe there's no problem and you're just unlucky how do you know that is a great question which is why it's the topic for this episode it got me thinking about a couple points in my life because I have definitely been the person who thought there was a pattern where there wasn't. Mm-hmm. I've also been the person who just was unlucky. I think we yeah. all, you know, to some varying degree, have been unlucky in love yeah. at some point, you know. Certainly. Very few people just, like, find the person that is perfect for them um, because that doesn't exist. And right. <laughs> um, very few people find a really good match, and it works out all the time, perfectly, always. Like, right. I don't think that person actually exists. Um, and I was just thinking about... There were points in my life, especially like pre twenty five, mm-hmm. where um, there was a point where I didn't date teachers. Oh, I didn't date teachers for a while. For a while, and it was because I went on like four dates mm-hmm. with four different women who were teachers, and like a couple of them I really liked, and then just it didn't work out. And I mm-hmm. sort of like extrapolated that obviously it's the teachers and something about their lifestyle mm-hmm. and um, it's all the chalk test under their fingernails it, just, yeah it's, not meant to it's be. all the grading of papers late night it's all the mm-hmm. being underpaid um, yeah and you know as i grew up i realized there is something to be said for not dating someone who has a very specific type of lifestyle that conflicts with yours sure so if you're saying i work long hours and i would like to see my partner after work mm-hmm. and i work in nine to nine and i would like to see my partner after that maybe don't date a bartender who closes at four exactly yeah like to that point yeah that makes sense like sure. i'm not going to date a bartender because we won't see each other when right. i would like to see them makes sense um but if your conflict with say a certain career has more to do with you are noticing a trend where it's just a sequence of events versus say you know our lifestyles kind of conflict mm-hmm. then you know, in my case, I, I had to learn, like, through the through just experience that sometimes when you're looking for a pattern, you're just trying to make sense of the bad luck you're experiencing. Yeah. Learn from young Demetrius and, you know, date teachers. They're cool. They're great. 
They're yeah, good teachers people. are pretty good. Yeah, mostly. I mean, some of them are jerks. Some of them are ding dongs. So. But I don't really think it's just all teachers. No, I think it's of course just really not. Really like those handful of teachers I had that were um, awful. I think that you and you know, I am totally against women dating douchey bros. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's seems to be a high uh, correlation between. People who are douchey bros and people who are finance bros. I know. Um, I know. But you know, every once in a while, one of them is not the worst. I have a couple of friends who are finance mm-hmm. people. They're not mm-hmm. finance bros. Uh, who are not garbage people. It's a problem when it gets to be like part of the culture. And, of like, course, you have yeah. to be aware. But like, I don't know. I think it also depends where you're at in your dating. Like, if you've been dating for a long time and you're really exhausted, and then someone who's like totally or not your type approaches you, and you're like, oh god, what if this is a finance bro? Like, if you're already feeling trepidation just from getting a message from someone, like, maybe just, you know, it's not the right time. It's but not if the you're right like, time. <laughs> but, you know, if you're, like, at the point where you're, like, I am ready to, like, try something new, like, give someone a chance. If yeah. they're terrible, just leave, you know. Yeah. But, like, sometimes people surprise you. Yeah. Um. So, I, I, I would agree that sometimes yeah. people surprise you, but to the point about dating a bartender who mm-hmm. closes at 4 a.m., I think that there's... It's not even a fine balance. There's a balance between, there's a correlation between certain career types that I know won't work for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, some doctors, if you're an attending doctor, maybe you have to work four, four days on, three days off. Yeah. Maybe that doesn't work for the type of partner you want, um, or vice versa. Sure. Or someone, if you're someone who needs to be around your partner every day and you want to date someone in the military. Probably not going to work. Probably not the best, you know? You, sure. you just be able to deal with discomfort. But from outside of lifestyle affecting how often you can see a person, um, even like long distance, like someone just has to travel a lot. I work with mm-hmm. a lot of people in my day job who are four days away from their partner every single week. And I couldn't do that. Like I, I had to travel for work recently and it was mm-hmm. like miserable. I hated being away from my girlfriend. So my mm-hmm. partner, excuse me. Mm-hmm. She likes She likes partner. Well, that's fine. I, yeah, I wouldn't, I used to travel quite a bit for uh, my job and, you know, there are parts of it that, you know, are cool, but like, I was not crazy about being away so much and like, my husband was not crazy about being being away so much, so I'm kind of glad that that's not part of what I do anymore. But yeah, that's a thing. And like, also, you know, there's other parts too, like, you know, like if you are like maybe you're like a freelancer you're like a creative type where you're like up really late and like someone's like a morning person where they like wake up and do like pre-dawn yoga every day like you know it's not gonna work and like that's okay um i think that it and we're using Mm -hmm. a lot of occupational stuff but it's can also be something as simple as you know we have different lifestyles from that perspective Mm -hmm. or like maybe one of you is like really spiritual and one of you are really not or you know there can be lots of to the point of uh, derision especially you know right um, which is a thing that I was often guilty of. I don't oh. know why. I would be like, I'm going to try to date this person who believes in like a lot of new age stuff. And mm. I, um, I'm very, very passive aggressive when it comes to new age stuff. Yeah. Um, if you believe in like the power of healing crystals, like good for you. Yeah. Um, I think they look cool, you know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, that's difficult too. I mean, I, you know, it can be tough even, like, with friends who, like, have very different ideas or beliefs on you where you're just like, oh, well, cool. maybe this doesn't need to be the heart of our friendship. Yeah. But in no. any case, yeah, so there can be, like, mismatches on those things, but, like, it's, not, it's like, not, like, ugh, I am just not dating any more artists because they're all into ghosts and yeah. I just can't date another person who's into ghosts or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I have done, well, 
not lately, but I used to do that so often. I was so guilty of it where I'd be like, I'm not going to date. I literally said I'm not going to date another artist after I went on like three bad dates with three artists. Mm -hmm. So if you're wondering, is it me or is it like the people I'm dating? You have to ask yourself, is your conclusion based on a very, very short time period mm -hmm. so you know you date three artists in a row and you have three bad experiences in a row it can feel yeah. like you dated 30 artists um it's kind of like do, do you see that terrible article oh god uh, the one about, about the like jewish, i'm not a jewish man a jewish man's or rebellion or whatever oh god and it's it like was... you dated two jewish guys and they specifically two jewish said... guys oh over god. seven years like this is not a pattern this yeah. is just you being racist yeah um, that was not that it was hilariously bad um, i God, and then like, so she wrote this piece, and then someone was like, "This looks good, publish it." Oh That's my god! The, like that, no one else involved was like, "Hey, let's take a minute and say, is this good? Is this good? Maybe somebody yeah. wrote, is this good? Or they wrote, this is good, but they forgot the question mark, and somebody was like, publish. Oh, it's good. Let's yeah. do it. it Certainly, it's not offensive. We're just stupid. Oh man. Oh my god, there's so many parts of that article that were upsetting. I don't. That, Did you that's read the, whole, uh, the satire piece? <laughs> No. Oh, I gotta send it to you. Um, do you follow Sarah Benincasa? Yes, I love yeah, her. Yeah, she, oh my god, yeah. And she like went on a tweet storm and then retweeted a person who wrote the satire piece and the satire piece is just, mwah, just is amazing. Is it the one that's like, I'm tired of being a Christian man's rebellion or something like no, that? No, it's, I'm, it's written like same like story beat for story uh -huh. beat for the Jewish man's rebellion, but just like, you know, I'm a wasp and manners matter to me. Not like Jews. But, <laughs> you know, it's it, really It well gets done. into the subtext. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, you know, I yeah. hope everyone had a really good Passover, by the way. <laughs> um, I did. It was wonderful. I always, I, I should have brought it up at the table. I, I wish somebody had read it at the table. No, oh my gosh. One of the Passover things. Yeah, Passover. I actually didn't go crazy this year. My husband took my kid to go visit his parents for a few days. So I, oh, nice. I got a, I got a mom on the loose break. You got a reprieve? Yeah. Nice. I woke up whenever I felt like it. I went and saw my friends. It was nice. It was pretty good. Awesome. Yep. I did a pass. I dragged my partner to a mm -hmm. Passover. Her first mm. Passover, my like third or fourth. She's like, oh, I didn't realize it was that much tradition. I'm like, I, it's a lot I probably, of tradition. I think I undersold the tradition. It's a very long dinner party with lots of readings. Lots of reasons for all the things you do. Lots too. of reasons for things you do. As a, as a non-Jew. Yeah. But I was talking to my mom on the phone and she was like asking if my kid was old enough to even do some of the stuff for Passover. And I was like, I mean, not really. And I'm like, oh, there's the part where they hide the matzah, yeah. and then the kid has to find it. They have to find the afikoman. And my mom's like, why do they do that? And I was like, I have no idea. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I, I still I don't, don't remember. Uh, my friend's, uh, my yeah. friend's family, the youngest is like a baby, so mm -hmm. she can't look for it yet. But no. I'm very excited to see when that happens. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so on topic. Yeah. So, okay, so there are the things where you're, like, trying to generalize based on, like, a small number of experiences, possibly in a short amount of time, where you're like, yeah. oh, all teachers are the worst. Or all drummers. All drummers. All guys who uh, work in improv and wear Converse, whatever. I mean, that, you know. <laughs> they might be terrible. It's so hard to say. They might just all be terrible. I don't uh, know. But I think sometimes yeah. people... I think that you can either look at it from, you know, you ask yourself, is this me looking at a very, very limited data set from a very, very short amount of time that happened concurrently? And mm -hmm. is that why I'm making this decision? Or is it 
I'm zeroing in on a specific part of the things that someone had in common. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I have met plenty of women who say, I would never date another actor. Or I'll never mm-hmm. date another comedian. Yeah. And it might not be the profession that's the issue. The issue is schedule, mm-hmm. um, financial security, things sure. like that. So you there's i mean it's probably not as valid because somebody's like i'm never going to date another comedian it's like there's very successful wealthy comedians who are like habitually working you know sure and that would be very different than right and it's not the career so much as right the circum because you can be you know you could be a day trader and you know you're someone who's like blowing their money every night but might as well you know you might as well be a struggling actor sure you know or they're like you know working in sandwich delivery or something you know it's like maybe this person's not making a lot of money either but like i don't know maybe you should swear off all sandwich delivery people too i don't know uh you know what those guys seem really reliable Mm. Um, they always bring me sandwiches that I order, which mm. is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love sandwiches so much. Really? Like, it's like my favorite food group. Mm. I love a good banh mi. Oh, man. I just went to... Yeah. Have you been to Smorgasburg since it reopened? Mm-mm. Like a no, week ago? It it's literally a week ago. Um, I had a banh mi. I forget from where. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it was called like Strange Flavors or something. Mm. Uh, and it was phenomenal. So I highly recommend going to Smorgasburg yeah. and getting uh, the banh mi from like Strange Flavors, I think it's called. Mm. It's like punk rock uh, banh mi. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, it was great. Highly recommend. Um, yeah, I'm not dating any more guys who love banh mi. That's, that's probably role. a wise yeah. choice. Um, yeah, so, the, okay, so then there's like generalizing about the people you're dating and it can be valid if it's like a lifestyle thing where it yeah. doesn't fit with yours or it can be valid if it's like you know what? I mean, it is, you know, we're making fun of the Jewish lady thing, but like the lady ragging on Jewish men, but like it is valid to like date around and then just say like, actually, I think it is really important for me to date someone in the same religion as me. Or of like, course. actually, it is really important to meet someone else who is also from Colorado because I want to like, we should move back together. So no. like, that's valid, you know, like that's, ne- that's fine. But then you're making a choice to like actively narrow your dating pool or whatever yeah. it is. I think that people often narrow their dating pool without realizing it mm-hmm. uh, or they they think they know they're narrowing their dating pool but they're not conscious of how much they're narrowing their dating yeah. pool to the point where they say <laughs> I'm not finding success because I'm not meeting men who say um, this was the thing that was big when I was dating oh. online was oh they don't have Midwest values right mm. like there's always like these like women who are super into like I'm from the Midwest and I have Midwest values and I would like to meet a guy who has those values as well. Mm. Um, and they're you know you'd, you'd come across people who are also like I'm from the South and I fine. want a gentleman or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I want to drink sure. um, mint juleps and wear I mean, linen. Sure, um, why not look large? Which is it's completely valid, yeah. but you have to always consider if your rules are making dating harder for you <laughs> because. I, like, there's, like, my, by the time that I met my partner, the actual dating rules I had were, like, fairly loose, and they were Mm -hmm. more about, you know, is this person comfortable in a social situation? They don't have to be the most outgoing person, but, like, will they be okay if they meet my friends and I'm not standing next to them the entire time? Something, whereas before it used to be, you know, oh, I need somebody who's going to be X, Y, Z. Yeah. And it's like, is this person, does this person make me laugh? Does this person make me smile? Mm -hmm. Um, Does the person have similar values and yeah and some people get really caught up on like i want to date a guy who or date a person yeah uh who has these specific values comes from this specific background or yeah. even state um and i think you should always be conscious of how much that can limit 
your dating I mean, pool. one of the things that I feel like um, I read about either in one of the Gottman books, um, I've talked about Gottman because it's something I really ascribe to, like the seven principles of what makes a marriage work. Yeah. Yeah, it's like my Bible. I totally I totally buy into all of it, basically because it's data-driven. They like mm-hmm. observe thousands of couples. Anyway, if you have not read that book and you want to work on your relationship, it's a great book. Um, but anyway, one of the things they talk about is like the culture you come from. And like, yeah, it can be like, oh, I'm Armenian American. Or like, it can be like, I'm Jewish. Or it can be like, I'm from Colorado. But like, even two people who grow up across the street from each other can have totally different cultures yeah. because like, you can both be like white Christian families from Nebraska. But like the way that you learned, especially from like observing your parents' marriage or mm-hmm. like whoever raised you, like their relationship or relationships totally shapes how you think about the world. That shapes your culture around relationships. And someone who grows up across the street from you, like, can go to the same schools and go to the same church, but like come have a completely different vision of like what a good relationship looks like or what a bad relationship looks like. So like as much as you do or don't have with something in common with someone like religion or where you're from or your race, like they still might be really different from you. And on the flip side of that, you know, someone can be pretty different from you, but at their heart, like, actually really value a lot of the same things. Yeah. My husband always points out how different we are, and he's not wrong. We are pretty different. But, like, it, at our heart, I feel like we share a lot of values, and yeah. I feel like that's a lot more important than the fact that, like, he grew up in the Midwest and I grew up in California. Yeah, I think so. I had a really interesting conversation with a guy who is um, Indian-American, mm-hmm. um, and he... We were out one night, and he sort of chatted up this woman yeah. who was... I forget where she was from. She was an Indian. Um, mm-hmm. She was Muslim, and I forget the background, but... Somewhere else in South Asia? Or? Somewhere um, I can't yeah. remember if it was South Asia or the Middle East, but one of the two. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I was like, oh, so, you know, like, different religious backgrounds. Like, mm-hmm. what's that there? And he was like, you know, honestly, the reason why I'll date someone who is Indian or Southeast Asian mm-hmm. or Middle Eastern is because usually, even if we don't have the same religious background, we have the same cultural background and same beliefs and, like, mm-hmm. same... We place the same weight in certain things, and that's mm-hmm. not always the case, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of so I, I thought that was really cool and I think that um, I, it's something that I always subscribe to where not everyone's going to have the same background as me um, but people can have similar enough backgrounds where they yeah. understand where I come from because yeah. you know I could meet somebody like I'm from New York mm-hmm. my partner is from California yeah um, and I have dated people who are from New York grew up born and raised mm-hmm. never left just like me Um, but if they grew up in a different socioeconomic background, they could grow up, they could have grown up a mile away from me, but we had vastly different experiences. Right. They grew up on the Upper East Side, like probably not. You know, that was a 20 minute, not even, it was like a 15 minute train ride from where I grew up. Sure. But but very different. Very different. Um, and not always the case, you know, I've met people from all, you know, my friends come from varied walks of life and people I've dated have come from all walks of life. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's all about, you can limit the way you date, you can limit your pool of potential people you can date in a lot of ways. And if you are going to limit yourself, you have to always be conscious of what those limits actually break out to. Mm -hmm. And if you're limiting yourself for a good reason, like if you're going to say, you know, I don't want to date someone from the Northeast because I'm Southern and I have Southern values. Yeah. That's stupid. It's a Uh, choice. (laughs) It's a bad choice. But if the thing you're actually looking for is 
the certain qualities that are associated with Southern values, sure. which might be, you know, like focus on family, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, involving the church in your life a lot. I, yeah. Or just like cornbread. ideas uh, about courtship, maybe. I don't right, know. Yeah. yeah. I have cornbread. This could be anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, Bojangles. you know, Bojangles, Bojangles yeah. uh, cookout. Uh, yes. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's it's good to be conscious of either how you're limiting yourself, if you think mm-hmm. the reason you're limiting your, your dating pool is a good idea, yeah. and how that actually translates into how hard it can be to date, yeah. or if you do want to limit yourself, figure out the root cause of what you're looking for, really. Yeah. I remember, you just reminded me of when I started dating in New York again. I took a break for a while, and when I set up my OkCupid profile in New York, I like just was curious, and I put on all the filters of all the things I wanted, and and three people popped up and I was like okay yeah I mean that was a good wake-up call I mean I didn't honestly think if I put all of those limitations that I would have a giant dating pool but it was like a good reality check oh three people meet my criteria yeah these are them (laughs) so maybe like I want to rethink this a little bit yeah um I think I think the pop you know when you I don't know what it's like anymore I haven't been on OkCupid in years but Mm -hmm. um it used to be when you searched it would give you a pop-up like Maybe, maybe take one of those filters off, basically. Which I thought was amazing, but also true, Mm -hmm. because, you know, like, 22, I would search, like, women of, like, like, the height range was, like, six inches, basically. Yeah. And it's like, that's stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't, I didn't purposely search for women shorter than 5'5". I, my search criteria when I was, like, 22 was, like, women 5'5 to, like, Mm 5'11". And it's like, that's dumb. Like, that's really dumb. It's pretty specific. It was pretty specific. It would, like, limit me so much that I would meet friends of friends, and they're like, I'm on OkCupid, too, and I'm, like, single, like, what's up? And I'd, like, meet them and, like, start on dates with them, and they'd, like, show me their OkCupid profile and be, like, a 90% match. And I'm like, this is really, I'm stupid. Like, I'm literally losing out on The height criteria was very specific. Yeah. Yeah. I think I removed it completely i think i put like an upper limit of like seven foot eleven or or like something like yeah like i'm not gonna date a woman who's like seven i wouldn't have dated a woman who's like seven feet tall to begin with i mean they're pretty hard to come by so i don't know if you cut a lot of people out um of probably like 0.000 percent yeah it's yeah pretty low. i don't know all the seven feet women are gonna like write you an email after this and be like yes. we exist and i'll be like i'm sorry yeah. um but you know please direct all angry emails to yeah please i'd love to take all the angry DMs DMs, from all yeah. the all the angry dms from women over seven feet please send them straight to me <laughs> um yeah so okay so then what about so i see this a lot i see this in women in particular but i'm sure there might be men who do this too where they come up with like very specific rules for and about dating like i see women being like oh no i don't want to go on a first date unless he's written me this many messages i have to hear from him in this amount of time like they have all these like criteria that men have to meet in order just to meet them and i don't mean like the second some guy sends you hey set up a date and go like by all means take as much time until you feel comfortable meeting them face to face but like when I see very strict and specific and narrow rules, I am skeptical that that's doing them any favors. Um, I would say it doesn't do anyone any favors to add in. It does them specifically a certain type of favor. Yeah. And I'll say yes. what it is. But I think that when you filter in, when you add in filters to your filtering process that are going to be perceived as um, unnecessary or... Yeah. 
just like you're adding layers and complexity. Yeah. Or could be perceived as you trying to waste time under the guise of screening. Mm-hmm. You're going to make people not want to go on a date with you, period. That's and especially true. where online dating has become more accepted as a whole, mm-hmm. which is good. It's great. Yeah. Big picture. But it also means that it's sort of like before women could be in bars. Right. Mm-hmm. So if a man just chatted up a single woman on the street, they'd be like, whoa, 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 this just isn't how we do things. Like, I'm yeah. Not. And now, like, if you chat up a single woman in a bar, she might say yes, she might say no, but it's very accepted. And if she's just like, whoa, whoa, I can't talk to a man, it'd be like, this is weird. Yeah. So the same way, yeah. the same way that if you are messaging someone on a dating app and the norm for everyone and in pop culture, well, not everyone, mm-hmm. for what seems like everyone and in pop culture is... You message on a dating app a couple of times. You hit it off. Yeah. You don't pre-screen on a phone call. You don't Skype. You don't, like, send video. You just say, hey, you want to meet up in a public place where I won't murder you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which... I, I agree we should always be constantly vigilant against murder. That's yes. definitely a criteria um, of dating. That is, like, one of the themes yeah. of, this, of this podcast. But, um, but it does provide people... And, it, and men do it too, but I'll tell you how they, they do it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it provides usually women a sense of comfort and not just comfort, but also a sense of security because there there's always that 1% chance that this person really is like not who they claim to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I get it. There's a sense of security there. Of like, yeah. well, they spoke to me on the phone. I saw a video of them, but just... Let me break it to you real quick. Um, People can still be crazy and lying to you after they Skype you. Like, it literally happens. I Um, mean, there are plenty of people who I dated who were exactly what they were, but then they also just turned out to be, like, kind of bonkers. Like, it wasn't that they they said they were a Taekwondo instructor and then they weren't. They still were a Taekwondo instructor. It was just that they also turned out to be loco and that's fine you know and she's like okay well we're not a match because you're loco yeah but um yeah i don't know um so the way that men do it where mm-hmm. they sort of like add layers of pre-screening is with pictures mm-hmm. because they're men's it speaks to like the f- different ways that uh people don't want to be let down with dating where yeah. with women it's like i don't want to be let down and or put in danger and men are like, oh, I don't want to go on a date with a woman who isn't exactly what she looks like in her picture or hotter. Yeah. So that's really... Interesting. Or they're just fishing for pictures. Which is odd. Okay. So as someone who dates men and women online, my experience is men look like their worst picture <laughs> and women look like their averages picture. As someone who dates women, I don't know, I would assume so. Yeah, so they're not, like, their hottest picture, which I think is okay, or, like, maybe they are if they stand in the right light and, like, you know, put their arms in the right position or whatever. They're not, like, their worst picture, which is usually, like, I don't know, it's usually either, like, a funny one or maybe it's, like, one where they're attempting to get, like, more of their body or something, but it's, like, not the most flattering one. They're usually, like, right on the money. Whereas a guy will have, like, a few good ones, and then one where it's, like, he's, like, almost sneezing or something, where I'm, like, why did you even put that on there? And then I meet them, and then, then they look like the sneeze picture. And I'm, yeah. like, now I just know. If, if you see a sneeze picture, that's them. That's always them. Uh, that is actually my my thing when I was dating was yeah. you line up the pictures, and you're, like, this is the hottest picture. Mm-hmm. This is what she potentially could look like. Yeah. The yeah. worst picture is, like, they included this because they were, like, I want to include a bad picture of me. Yeah. And then, like, in between there, it's, like, that's what they look like. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. reasonable. Yeah. 
Except yeah. if it's a man, then it's the sneeze one. I don't know it's why. Why I don't understand why men can't take good pictures. So many men cannot take a good picture to save their lives. Is it because like there's not as much of a selfie culture? Is it because they're Probably. too ashamed to ask a friend to take a picture of them where they look sane? Also that too. Well, I just guys. Yeah, men, like a lot of straight guys take will not more fucking photos where you don't look like shit. There's my public service announcement. Like, I mean, take just like get a friend to take like a hundred pictures of you. Three of them will come out okay. Yeah, I'm all for it. I I used to like enlist the aid of a friend because I'm yeah. smart. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I mean, I took a bunch of pictures of my husband and like, in fact, we did a photo shoot and then I was like, okay, put on a different shirt and like stand smart. against a different wall so make it doesn't sure look like we took them at the same time. Make sure it's a red shirt. That's... Oh. A red shirt. Yeah, that's that's one of the uh, if, like all night dating. It's always good to take a photo like in something wearing something red. Really? Yep. For everyone, even like all different men, skin women, types? skin type. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I like guess I gotta go get a people. red shirt photo immediately. Yeah, yeah one um, of the shirts you wore was red. One um, was blue. Yeah, so I remember what I I don't know if you remember it, but I um someone who does dating photography. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like oh the yeah, one you're part. wearing like the red shirt with the blazer. That's the whole point of yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was very on brand. Mm. Yeah. Um, no so, kid. Yeah. Hey, get a red dress. I. Good idea. Or you already own one, maybe. Maybe. And... Who knows? I gotta go dig around in my closet now. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um. So <laughs> I don't know how we ended up red. Yeah. Now we're red shirt. giving photo advice and fashion advice. Yeah. You know, we're an all-service podcast. Right. You can get anything you need from us. It just yeah. Depends on what we're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. Or you you will get everything you need, but not the thing you asked for. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think that there there is a lot to be said for um, people who do not just the rules of like, we need to message. I think that yeah. there is value in that because mm-hmm. you want to go on a date with somebody you're comfortable going on a date with. Yeah. Um, but you have to recognize when the effort it takes to go on a date with you uh, outweighs how easy it is to just say, no thanks. I'm just going to move on or no thanks. I think something's wrong with you for needing this because I, as a man, never had to experience dating as a woman. I don't get it. Yeah. You know, like, what do you mean? You don't want to just meet up with me randomly, a stranger. Right. In a dark, dimly lit place where you're a stranger to everyone there. And there's lots of knives. Yeah. Obviously. Um, So I'm not saying that people shouldn't screen their dates, but Mm -hmm. you have to be realistic about one, the culture that we live in. Like people don't even want to talk on the phone, let alone video chat. No. Like, most people don't. No. Um, I'm sure, like, there's plenty of men who would be like, oh, I'll video screen, I'll do X, Y, Z. Sure. And, you know, they might be the best match for you, but sometimes you have a really good match who, you know, if you want to Skype with them, sure, they could send mm-hmm. a video. But, like, figure out a good balance between the two, because otherwise you're yeah. just going to be stopping yourself from I going mean, on dates, period. I don't totally understand the mentality. I've, I've talked to people about this on Twitter before, and I still don't fully get it, and maybe it's just because of where I am or what's my situation but like they're like oh well it saves me time like I want to like Skype with them or talk on the phone to get a sense of where I'm at so I can to see whether it's worth it to go out of my way to go meet up with this person and like okay maybe it's different because like they're they have to travel further or something to meet this person or something but like no shade like I'm fucking married with a kid and like I'd rather just go meet someone for a beer and then leave if it's weird then, like, try to video chat. Like, I really don't want to video chat a stranger. I basically, the only people I will video chat is, like, my best friend and, like, job interviews. Like, yeah. that's it. Where, like, it is required or, like, the person I am closest to. Yeah. That's it. It's also, when you factor in, like... <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, when you when you think about 
like how comfortable are you on the phone with a stranger? Like imagine, so let's say that you're a person yeah. who thinks that I have to pre-screen dates on Skype. When was the last time you went on a job interview? Just a regular job interview, phone screen, whatever. Yeah. How comfortable were you on that job interview? Well, me personally, not. You know, <laughs> like I mean, you're t- I you're trying to be as comfortable as you can, but right. like you're nervous. It's weird. You don't know the person. Probably you've never met before because why would you be Skyping if you've already met? Like yeah. it's. Yeah, it's super awkward. It's going to be that, awkward. And then, like, what does it tell you? Yeah, and it it might say... And that's the thing is that when you do something, like, specifically Skyping someone, video chatting, FaceTiming, whatever, it might save you time and that you, after that session, mm-hmm. feel like, you know what, I have learned that I don't want to meet this person, but is it because they were just uncomfortable because they're like, who fucking Skypes before a date? What is this? What yeah. year is this? Right. So, you know. Or just that it's inherently awkward. I mean, like, I try not to judge the person in the first, like, you know, like 20 or 30 minutes when yeah. you're talking, because it's like, I mean, I'm trying to judge whether, like, I think they're, like, a lunatic, but, like, right. if, if it's a little bit awkward at first, it's, like, not that weird. Like, you yeah. don't, you're talking to a stranger, like, you're working it out you know what are you gonna do i think that people and it's people don't like to be wrong people do not want to be wrong Mm -hmm. period i think we're all guilty of that to some extent yeah um and people take it really personally when they invest in someone and that investment was wrong yeah so they will always err on the side of caution where well i skype with them and they just seemed off so i'm not going to meet them at all period Mm -hmm. when it might be more beneficial to drive an hour whatever Mm -hmm. and go on a date with someone and say oh we don't have chemistry in person but it's not because we had this skype phone call yeah it's because we just don't click and if your whole goal in dating is to save time Mm-hmm. then you're not going to succeed. Like, you're just not going to succeed. Dating right. is dating is a time sink. It literally is you investing time. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to find shortcuts to dating, um, if, if your whole goal is to make shortcuts, you're doing it wrong, and you're yeah. not going to find anything. If your goal is to be safe, there's ways to do that that don't involve creating layers of protection that really isn't... Yeah, I mean, like, you know, we all have... We all also, like, as conscious or not conscious it is, there's, like, tons of cues that you pick up in person about the person's, like, word choice, body language, tone of voice. You can even pick up a lot over text. Yeah. That's the thing. And, you know, when you, and, like, when you create this, like, half a relationship where you're just messaging each other or, like, you know, maybe even a phone call, like, you're still, like, mentally coloring in the rest of their life. And, like, until you actually see and interact with the person face-to-face, like, there's there's no way to get at that. I, I I honestly do not think you can get that over Skype. You, you know, even in no. the best of circumstances, like so much info is missing from the face-to-face interaction. Yeah. And also, if they're so fucking far that it's not convenient to go see them, why do you want to date them? Like, I don't know. you I've never okay? That. If you either you're willing to drive an hour to see someone that you want to date, or you're not, and yeah. then just make that decision right then. And like, you know, if if that's too far for you, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not traveling an hour to go meet someone, but like, why? I I don't get it. Yeah. I think that, um, to my point about people not wanting to be wrong, mm-hmm. people also like to be right. Mm-hmm. So people like to say, you know, I'm, we keep using the Skype thing. Yeah. I hope this is not a specific person and I'm like, this one person's listening, like, oh. Well. I don't even remember who said it, So, and I, but I I feel like there were at least two, so maybe we're just calling out two people and I'm sorry. Um, but Not for you yeah. guys, not for you folks specifically, yeah. but I think that when you 
pre-screen someone and decide that you're not interested in them, yeah, um, you're right. No matter, you're right 100 of the time. Right, like no one's gonna come down and be like, "No, that was your soulmate. You've made yeah. a huge mistake." There, that decision, there is no right or wrong. So yeah. when you decide on something, you're right. Yeah. Um, and you know, maybe 10% of the time you are actually right. Maybe 10% of the time you're wrong and the other 80%, who knows? Yeah. But I think that if you self filter out people to the extent where you're going, you're getting more leads, let's call them. Mm -hmm. You're getting a ton of leads for date and your conversion rate is 0% because your pre-screen is screening out 100% of the people you meet, yeah. then are, I don't know if your challenges in dating have more to do with your, well, no. The challenges that you face in dating, if you have all these leads and zero dates, means really comes down to you selecting out people. Yeah. Before you even give them a shot. And, you know, I understand. And is I that understand. a mechanism to, like, protect yourself? Or is or just that just a mechanism? right. Yeah, you want to be right, or you're just afraid, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's up for grabs, but like you're cutting your own foot off. Yeah, you can't date out of you can't date from a place of you can be cautious, but you mm -hmm. shouldn't date in a way that is fearful. Yeah, or guarded. Um, in a just when it comes to being right or wrong about someone, like people, it doesn't matter how well you screen or you know, like whenever you've been hurt in dating, like you didn't screen that person out, and that just happens to everyone. It's not like you missed something and the signs were there all along. Yeah. It's easy to say that in hindsight. So I think that... I mean, I definitely think that there's this thing where, like, especially when you're not actually serious with someone, but, like, you're first dating and you, like, kind of sense something's a little not right, but right. you feel like you should give them a chance, and then it turns out that your feeling was right because something was weird, like, they were actually, like, running around on their girlfriend, or they actually, like, they're like, oh, just kidding, I'm moving away in two weeks, you know, right. or something, you know, like... Like, that feeling, like, I knew something was wrong, and then I went ahead anyway, and then I got hurt, and it's my fault. You know, like, it's, like, there, I very much relate to that. Like, yeah. somehow being, like, I knew, and then I didn't do anything, and now this is my fault. I'm the, re the reason I got hurt is because I'm stupid, or something like yeah. that. Like, oh boy, you'll, you'll make yourself insane if you go down that path. Yeah. I think that, um, people, I, I say this a lot, I think people really should, uh, be kinder about their failures in dating because like you're gonna be wrong about so many people you you've already been wrong about a bunch of people like you broke up with someone depending on your age three yeah. to five years ago and that person was probably really good for you and if you had waited like a month something would have worked out so like mm -hmm. that imaginary person i just made up probably actually exists in your life um but right now they're not good for you anymore you missed the window so <laughs> it's <laughs> don't okay. go back don't, don't go back to feel bad um, Don't, but like uh, we all make, yeah. I've made so many mistakes in dating and it brought me eventually to a lot of happiness. Um, mm -hmm. but I never beat myself up too much. Like if, if somebody lied to me and I found out they lied to me, yeah. I didn't blame myself. I was just angry that they lied to me. Like yeah. you have, I, I think people, especially, I, you know, I hate to say it, but a lot of women who date men, especially, um, tend to internalize the anger that they feel yeah. towards the people who do things and turn it inward. And I think that that's, you know, why a lot of a lot of women who date men, because that's usually mm -hmm. how it goes, um, in terms of, like, things going wrong and them blaming themselves. Yeah. Like, I, I've never met a man, I, well, not never, but I ver very rarely meet straight men or men who date women who are like, man, all these relationships aren't working out for me. There must be something wrong with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Like, that guy oh, very rarely man. exists. Yeah. Um, I've, 
you know, I have had an epiphany like that where I was actually right. Like, something yeah. was wrong with me. Yeah. But it's very rare to meet a straight man or a man who dates women who's like, you know, I just, I keep getting ghosted. Like, I don't know if it's something wrong with me or like, yeah. you know, it's, you know. They're I, just I think, like, bitches be crazy. Or just like, yeah. shit happens, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, and like, mm-hmm. like, hey man, let's go get a drink. Um, And I think that it would, it would make a lot of sense for anyone. It doesn't matter. I was just illustrating a point about yeah. anecdotally, but I think that a lot of people internalize that anger when, you know, sometimes shit goes wrong and you're not in the wrong for not knowing. It's just yeah. shit happens and, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, dating's already hard. Like, you internalizing your own disappointment and anger and making it about something that you failed to do is not helping you. It's making it worse. And it yeah. makes you do things like, you know, pre-screen and, you know, I got to see your LinkedIn and, you know. Right. They're like, they like, want to, like, know the person's name. So yeah, like, let sure. me Google you. I mean, yeah. Googling's good, but you can just. Sure. You can easily find someone's name without. I mean, yeah. It's not as hard as you would think. Yeah. I mean, like. Oh, I one remember, thing I will add. Yes. If you are worried about, like, because this is a thing that is actually a common thing that I would be concerned about too. If you are someone who dates people and you're worried about that person that you maybe are going to date and you're going to start texting, getting a little crazy yeah. over text, it is always a good idea to use Google Voice. Mm-hmm. Use a Google Voice number. Yes. Then you can just go, whoop, you don't actually have my number. Yeah. So, you know, if yeah. you are, if for some reason you are, for example, a, you know, a person who identifies as a woman mm-hmm. you're worried about the people you date maybe they identify as men get real crazy and mm-hmm. creepy and dick picky just google voice use google voice to pre-screen that's actually that's a good way and you don't have to tell them it's google voice you're just like here's my number and they text you mm-hmm. so you know yeah just rule it them yep or Very maybe nice. not rule it yeah it's, it's not a terrible a, it's phrase not a, it's not a bad move um, I think also, like, I was talking about this earlier, how my best friend and I were talking about this, how, um, like, she had another friend who had been dating for a long time and just, like, not having success and, like, meeting people and, like, was just, like, ruminating and, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, you know, maybe I'm being too forward. Maybe I'm not being forward enough. Maybe I need to go to more parties. Maybe I need to be on more apps. Maybe this, maybe that. And, like, was trying, 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 and, like, experimenting to death on all these ideas. And then when she met the person who's now her partner, like, no of the rules mattered and it was easy and like that was like a revelation it's like oh i wasn't doing anything wrong i just hadn't met the right person yet and when you meet the right person it's not so fucking hard like it just works because you both like each other and it's just easier not to say that i'm sure their relationship doesn't have problems or whatever but like the stumbling blocks that she was facing were like you know they would disappear or she'd lose interest or they'd lose interest like if you actually like each other just that's not a problem. Yeah. You know? If somebody it's likes you, like, they're not going to ghost. Right. If someone likes you, they're not going to be like, I don't know. Well, the second date was only two and a half hours, so I don't know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah if someone likes you, they're just going to like put up with a lot. I remember a long time ago, it was like not that long after college, I went out to lunch with someone who I lived in the same dorm with maybe when we were freshmen and I hadn't seen him in a while. And like, I was like, oh, are you dating right now? What's going on with you? And he's like, yeah, I really like this girl. We've been on a couple of dates. I was like, that's great. And he's like, but we haven't kissed yet. And I was like, oh, well, you should, if you like her, you should kiss her. Yeah. And then he's like, but I don't, I feel so awkward and I don't really know how to initiate. And like, da, da, da. And I was like, well, you could just like say, hey, can I kiss you? And he's like, doesn't that like ruin the moment? I was like, if she likes you, she's not going to give a shit. She'd be like, yes, like, and yeah. pounce on you. Like, she's not going to be like, ew, that's not romantic enough. Like, yeah. if she really likes you, there's not much you can do wrong. And he was like, you think so? And I was like, yeah. Clearly, he's never seen Little Mermaid. Wait, who asked who kissed who in Little Mermaid? The song, Kiss the Girl. 
Mm, do you think he should have taken advice from the seagull? If there had been no, a seagull. No, it's, the, it's yeah. the lobster. The crab. There we go. Kiss the girl. That's true. It's mostly it's mostly Sebastian the crab. Kiss but I feel like. Doesn't. Yeah, that's, well, that, isn't that the seagull singing? Oh, yeah, that's right. He's so, backing. Yeah. It's the backup seagull. There we go. Right, anyway. So you should always take advice from sea creatures. I agree. Um, yeah. That's actually how I live my life. SpongeBob memes, mm-hmm. Little Mermaid songs, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. The dolphin exhibit, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, like where you get to like swim with the dolphins. The oh, dolphin. oh I'm no. dolphin experience is what uh, I say. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't trust dolphins. They're too smart. I don't trust any animal that's smarter than me. Mm. Um, elephants, dogs, cats. Octopi. Um, octopi. Um, I have a theory that I... Octopi are not native to planet Earth. Mm. That's not a real theory. I'm just joking. Please they, don't. It, Please well, don't actually. I am not going to Google. Don't this, science me. But I will tell you that they that the eyeball evolved twice, and squids and octopi have a different eyeball than the rest of things. Like most living I know, things, I have know the blind spot, but octopi and squid do not. I know they have. Oh, they have better eyes than we do, I mean, and they're in the water. It makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, because they evolved on a planet that was mostly gas. Mm. I just made that up. Please don't actually science. <laughs> I'm not really sure how that would work, but I'll yeah. just sort of agree. Just yeah. No, it's ridiculous. Okay, they evolved on uh, a planet with gas, so they're underwater creatures. This all makes sense. This checks out. Yeah. It all makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, b- before we close, I do want to say that um, I think that, I think that I, this topic really uh, sort of is near and dear to me because as I've alluded to it, like there's been plenty of times where I've had a lot of rules and it didn't work out. And the last rule I had, because I had, I, you know, mm-hmm. as much as I'm like, oh, I'm above all these stupid things. I yeah. totally had rules. So the last dating rule I had, mm-hmm. the last time I was single, was that you should never go on a date, a first date anyway, you should never go on a first date and get a meal mm. with someone. It was all about like, if the focus of the date is a meal, it's going to go poorly, mm. like dinner, lunch, Lunch, brunch, whatever. Like, yeah. it's going to go poorly. And the last time I broke my rule is when I met my partner. Mm. On a brunch date. Wow. So, even at, like, 31, that was 31, when we met, I still had, like, a stupid rule. And it was probably limiting to me, but it ended up working out when I finally mm. did break it. Because I was like, you know, it's 20... 17 we gotta break all our rules yeah yeah our country's falling apart is about to fall apart we should maybe not try new to things crazy rules. Yeah. yeah exactly who knows how long the planet will exist yeah not yeah long. i well so, something about this too rung rung something in my memory i remember in the middle of college i had like a i had like a dry spell where i wasn't dating for a while like i was trying and it was i was like not meeting anyone or like i was getting a lot of weird stuff happened is too complicated to get into right now and i was like very frustrated and i was talking to like a close friend of mine and I was just like yeah I like don't fucking get it like I'm like putting myself out there and trying and nothing's working like this is bullshit you know what I just think like I'm so great I must be intimidating to other people like I'm funny I'm smart like I am like fun to get along with like there's no fucking reason why these guys shouldn't want me as their girlfriend and then he like started laughing and I'm like what you don't agree because like no I just admire your confidence and I was like I'm a catch I think I am and I still think so to this day so you know it can be frustrating but like being able to be like yeah I'm a catch damn it can like sometimes just be yeah. a thing that lifts you up yeah you know? I think that um in lieu of beating yourself up mm-hmm. the next time someone goes yeah. or they w- made you feel like they tricked you or yeah you know they lied about their intentions or got back with their ex or whatever rather than just internalizing that and make it about you you should say this happened and i'm upset about that mm-hmm. but i'm still a catch 
Damn it. I'm still a catch, and it's a shame because they are too dumb to realize it. There you go. Yeah. I'm all for it. It's a shame. It's too bad for them. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes maybe you overcomplicate your own dating life when you add in crazy filters. So consider if you're doing that. Yeah. And if that's not the case, then you're you're probably, you're still a catch. When you put all your filters on OKC and only three people pop up, ask yourself some questions. (laughs) Or if you haven't been on a date because you pre-screen people using, like, they have to join your Twitch stream and watch you play, like, Mm -hmm. Fortnite. Yeah. And if they don't do that, then you won't go on a date with them. Maybe, Maybe you know, reconsider. Yeah, see if that's really the criteria. That's how you find a match. Probably bad. All right, so. Awesome. Things we love. Things we love. You know what I love? Cardi B. Oh, yeah. I love Cardi B so much. I love how unabashedly uh, Bronx she is. I yeah. love how unabashedly hood she is. Mm-hmm. Um, she reminds me of like half the women I went to high school with. <laughs> uh, and I mean that sincerely. Um, mm-hmm. She is incredible. Uh, I'm very happy about the success of her album. I'm very happy that she is happy with her pregnancy. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Shout out to the BX, you know, represent. Living her best life. She is living her best life. Um, I appreciate just someone who owns what they are and has no pretense. Yes. She is incredible in that way. Like, yeah. And she has, like, a very insightful way to look at life. I think that anyone who... I mean, generally, like, sex workers... Mm-hmm. Um, in the broader definition, including strippers, um, because I would assume that they are sex workers. Some people debate that, but anyway. Um, but I, I th- feel like they fall into the general category. I think that they do. I think that they work in a field that is yeah, related to sex. Um, don't DM me about this. I'm already getting a bunch from seven foot tall women, so not this too. Not today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that the uh, sex workers tend to be pretty insightful about life because they experience a lot of life in really short yeah, time. Shit. So um, yeah, shout out to Cardi B. Um, Mm-hmm. Learning and growing. Learning and, and growing. More success. All at once. Yeah. yeah. I want to give a shout out to something very specific to New York. So if you're not here, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but you should come visit. Um, so there's a drinking game, NYC Presents. And so it's a game where every, maybe like once a month or maybe a little less frequently, they will do a cult classic movie. And so they will act out the movie. There'll be maybe like 10 actors. Some of them play one role. Some of them have to play like eight roles because there's more than eight people in the movie. And it's also a drinking game. There are like eight words. And every time anyone says one, of those words everyone has to drink including the audience they don't police this so if you're not a drinker you can get a soda or just take it easy you shouldn't kill yourself <laughs> um but it's really fun like i saw them do clueless and one of the words was school so you can imagine that came up a lot yep. um i saw them do a wedding singer and that was amazing like the guy did a really good Adam Sandler impression, like really? Adam Sandler singing the song at the beginning, like oh, you yeah. spin me. Like it was, it was great. It was <laughs> so funny. Anyway, if you do live in New York, I think that this could be like a great like second or third date, like especially if it's a movie you both love. Like yeah. there's something about like a movie that you really love and like seeing it in a new way. Um, I think that's it. I think that's a great. I think way we've to covered close. everything. All right. Uh, thank you all for listening. Yeah. Ciao, babies.